This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new dApp or smart contract, not exactly sure if this is safe or not? Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you before making any detrimental mistakes, risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score. And if you find yourself wondering, hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past. Well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on blockbases.com. That is blockbases.com. Well, uh, welcome everyone to the Cosmos Club, where we talk all things Cosmos. We tweet daily about what's going on, and then we invite interesting, fascinating, hardworking builders to the Cosmos of the Cosmos ecosystem. And today we have BFit. Welcome, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. So um, I like to start these things with uh, sort of a personal history here. Um, uh, instead of just diving straight into what you guys are building. But talk to us uh, how you got started with uh, BFIT, how you got involved with BFIT in the first place. Right, yeah, this is, I don't want to take up too much time because I can, I have a tendency of, um, of you know, telling a big story around these things. But um, but yeah, I think... I got time, man, I got time. <laughs> but I think it's important, yeah, to get to know us a little bit, you know, personally, really. Um so myself, you know, I've, uh, this isn't my first rodeo. I've, I've launched a few startups in the past. Um, mo- most have failed um, and had a few successes. Um, but, you know, it's not failing, it's learning. So it's, it's good to fail, really. Um, but just love, exactly. yeah, love, love the whole tech space. Um, I've, like I say, been in it for nearly two decades now. Um, I've sort of been in the interesting space where I've straddled the sort of, I've been a consultant, I've, I've, I've worked at agencies, I've been a freelancer, I've launched my own startups and sort of just hover around that space really, which um, which is a nice place to be because it gives you sort of like an insight to, to various different industries and, and how things are done at a corporate, to how things are done at a startup, um, different parts of the world. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, the one the one common thread is is technology really um and then um about five years ago sort of like the fitness thing came in and that was just a, a personal a personal thing really i was um i was getting into running back then and uh just naturally we start to think about you know solving problems with technology and um and that's sort of like one of the earliest you know um visions of of what is now bfit came from way back way back then really um but yeah so like i say um i've serial entrepreneur had my fingers burnt a few times all good still here still surviving um and still loving it um but now i've just like i say found this sweet spot between fitness and technology where i can combine the two in what is be fit by by fitlink and I think I want to sort of dwell into that a bit because uh, obviously someone that uh, looks at BFIT from afar, they would think, okay, the people who are behind this, they must be like exercise freaks, running marathons on a daily basis, you know, yeah. <laughs> all that kind of jazz. Uh, are you one of those or what's your sort of uh, exercise or yeah. uh, health 
uh, aspect of uh, of all this. Yeah, so I've I've, I've been a, a bit of a health journey really. So I did used to run a lot. Uh, you know, I've, I've done everything from um, short runs, marathons. I've done I've done a handful of ultras as well, which is over a uh, sort of hundred k distance. Um, but mm. run, running is my thing. I love to run. You know, and now I'm a little bit older, um, and you know my body can't really take it as much as it used to. So just getting out for short. <laughs> The short runs really is is really it's as good for your mental health as it is for your physical health um so, but yeah. like i think yeah when you look at fitness apps um every fitness app has has a has the same problem that they're in danger of getting the fit fitter and they leave you know the, the rest of rest of us who are just trying to get started really because fitness apps can alienate a lot of people really because um unless you're super fit mm. like you say and you're smashing 10ks and training for marathons you don't feel that mm. that's a space for you um whereas that's something we're trying to trying to bake really and um you know your overall well-being your overall wellness is is not about training for a marathon or or smashing 10ks at all you could argue that training for those marathons is actually bad for your health because you, you strain your body so much. Um, actually taking a step back, what's good for your health is getting a good night's sleep, um, staying hydrated, you know, being mindful. Um, I love that thread you guys put together, touching grass, you know, getting outside, stepping away from the queue. Mm. Those things combined, you know, is actually what is your overall, improving your overall well-being is just that. Um, and then from a, a physical point of view, um, it's not like I say, smashing ten k's. It's just keeping your body active more regularly. So you know, getting active more often, um, and that's just going for a walk. You know, getting out into the garden if you can, or walking around the park. You know, just moving our body a bit more regularly, rather than I think a lot of us are guilty for just you know sitting on our computers way too long, uh, and with the yeah. sedentary lifestyle of of us really. So so yeah. That's really guilty yeah. as charged. <laughs> we all are. We all are. It's easily done. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us can relate in here. Um, and uh, definitely COVID didn't make it any easier. I mean, it was uh, nice getting out, but uh, looking back, I mean, I've been sitting way too much in front of my desk uh, the past couple of years for sure. And that brings us, I think that's a good segue to, uh, to beef is how, uh, yeah, BeFit is not just another um, fitness tracker. I think you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so, what is BeFit for uh, someone who doesn't know? Yeah, so really, what BeFit's intention is is just what I was just describing. There is just to motivate people to get more active, to get healthier. That's really all it is. You know, the, the high level viewer is, is, you know, it, I hate to say it's, it's not to get people richer. Um, it's literally our, our, our motivation, our, our mission is to get people more active more often um, to lead, lead a healthier lifestyle. Now, if we can, you know, if, if you can earn on the way, then that, that's, that's sort of like a, uh, um, an offshoot, really. That's, that's a bonus. Um, now, um, you know, we all we all know that we, we should be doing more. We all know that we should be should be a bit more healthier. Uh, as human beings, are lazy. You know, we are lazy by nature. Um, and what is missing is motivation. You know, I always say to people that um, motivation isn't your friend. You know, motivation's never there when you when you need him or her. You know, when you you know at night time you're thinking I'll get I'll get up in the morning and I'll do this. I'll go to the gym or I'll, I'll go for that walk. Or I'll go for that run, but 
when you need it most, the motivation is is not there. It's laying in bed where you want to be still. Um, so I've I've just you know trying trying to crack that nut and and how can you how can you motivate somebody to do something um, now? Again, taking a step back from BeFit, uh, we are a really a Web two company transitioning into a Web three space. So we already had a Web two app out called FitLink. Um, which um, it was trying to solve the same problem. Um, so we had an app called FitLink, which would um, which users would earn points for tracking their activities. Um, so this, the same principle: they would connect an activity tracker, they'd go and get active, they'll do something like a run or a walk, uh, track it, and then we would convert the the movement data into points into FitLink points. Um, so that's a sort of a current, that was a currency back then, you know, these points had, had some small value and then those points would be spent on, um, a reward, something like a, you know, a coupon or a discount code or something like that, something health and fitness related. But the idea was that that might be the motivation that someone needs, you know, these points they're building up like, like air miles. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and if there's a nice reward, you know, um, that, that might be what someone needs just to get them out the door. Um, then obviously, you know, Web3 comes along and, and we're looking at all these, you know, move to earn projects kick off and do really, really well. Um, and could, could see how already our model, you know, just by moving some of our key features into the Web3 space would just supercharge what we're already doing. You know, things like points, the points had some value, but they did they have value? You know, I was never really truly confident in them. But if you actually gave them value, you made them a token. Then all of a sudden, that's a game changer. Then you really are you know, motivating. And then then the rewards can get better. You know, they're not just coupon codes or money off things. You could they could be physical uh, products or services that people that people spend. So to me, it was just like a you know a no brainer that this just makes complete sense to transition what we're already doing over into the web three space and just make the whole app and the whole experience better but still you know keeping true to our promise about trying to motivate people to be healthier um so that's just for, for me you know, it, it made complete sense to make that move um so so yeah i don't think i'm answering your question exactly but going around the houses about it but yeah no, I think there's also a lot to unpack, yeah. really. Um, and hopefully we'll get around to all of them. But um, I think you're right in your core message here that people gather around these, uh, what do you call them, like leaderboards or competitions or groups or leagues or whatever we want to call them. Uh, my favorite example, actually, is from my previous work where there was just one guy who um, wasn't particularly fit, but he wanted to get more fit and uh, go for more runs. So uh, he signed up on the whatever fitness app. I can't remember. There's so many of them. Um, and created a, a league. Let's call it that or group. Um, and then added, started adding a, a bunch of colleagues. And then it really quickly became a competition. And people were sort of cheering each other on like a healthy competition, not in a, in a negative way. And uh, yeah, uh, a lot of people just started gathering around it and uh, became motivated for it. Uh, and one thing, as you also mentioned, like is the mileage or the the distance that you run. But another thing is the token or the 
the sort of gamified aspect to things like getting badges, getting points, getting tokens, whatever it is, right? Um, and and that's definitely something that I could see just listening to my former colleagues how they were really like almost like children uh, around it. Like, hey, I got this badge, I got mm-hmm. this badge, and <laughs> it was funny to watch, really. And I know you guys are tapping into into all of these, but um, but something that I want to just immediately uh, address here is uh, is the whole uh, narrative or industry if you will about play to earn or in this case move to earn or whatever uh, the catchphrase is uh, because i think a lot of people have maybe not ptsd after the mm. whole crash uh, but uh, but there's definitely a lot of uh, horror stories there uh, just like people have horror stories from uh, terra the terra luna crash uh, a lot of people invested heavily into i don't know axie infinity and many other play-to-earn games that um, ended up crashing, uh, I think, as we... A lot of them actually is, is starting to gain traction again. But I think after the crash, a lot of people were criticizing this whole GameFi space with the token having no utility, like no real-world use case. Um, so I guess the question that I'm getting to here is having a token or points from using a fitness app is... Uh, is something that is proven, is something that people use on a daily basis. But having a token of points that you can redeem and convert into something else, um, whether that's running shoes or something with real value, if you if you will, um, that's the million, perhaps billion dollar question here. So, so how do you guys look at this? How do you guys address this? Uh, creating, I guess we can call it the buying pressure of the BFIT token. Yeah, that's that's the that is the sort of the billion dollar question, really. I guess, and, and yeah, you're right. I mean, I've been researching this sort of space for for a long time now, you know, um, and and yeah, I think like on yeah, most people you speak to, they, they don't have any good, uh, good anything good to say about the play to earn movement, really. Um, unfortunately, yeah, there's 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 a lot happened, and it tarnished the rest of the rest of them, really. Um, so yeah, I mean. Um, uh, we are we are following sort of the the play to earn. There's definitely some characteristics and there's things we're doing which is which is you know, if you're going to pigeonhole us in the whole space, it would be would be uh, play to earn or move to earn really, uh, burn to earn, move to earn is is that sort of area mm. and and that's where apps we're most similar to. But and you mentioned it about the leaderboard thing, the leagues thing is that um, I'm a firm believer that um, some of those apps are just sort of. It's not too easy to earn. Um, sometimes the barrier to entry on those apps is so high, and that that's, that that can be an issue as well. Um, but sort of like once you're in, it's just fairly mundane. You know, you just you're just sort of getting paid for steps, um, and how you do those steps is quite easy sometimes. And and sometimes there's no real reason to check back into the app because you're just going to automatically keep earning based on the steps you do, and that's it. You know, there's not much else going on really when it comes down to it. Um, mm-hmm. Now, tapping into the competitive nature of human beings is something that we've always tried to do um, in FitLink and now in, in BFIT. And that's where the leaderboards come from. You know, or, or, and a leaderboard doesn't have to be a massive you know, 100 people. A leaderboard can be, can be two friends you know, who just challenge yeah. each other and they're just competing together. And that's, that's the secret sauce, you know, is the, the competitive nature that we all have it in us. Sometimes it's, it's a lot deeper in other people, but it eventually comes out. Um, so we're trying to tap into that competitive nature in a fun way. Um, and that's why we're trying to coin the phrase of compete to earn. This isn't, you know, 
uh, move to earn. This is compete to earn. So the only way you'll earn BFIT with us is to compete with other people, with your work colleagues, with your friends, with yourself, mm. whatever it may be. But we're just trying to tap into that. Um, so that's sort of like a core difference. And I don't know any other app out there that's that's really focused on the competing element and, and making that the sort of like the, the mechanic of how you earn BFIT or how you earn our, our token, really. Um, so sort of that's the, the first part to that answer the second part is the sort of like the, mm -hmm. the, the buy pressure really and and yeah that's that's not an easy thing that, and that's not that's definitely not an overnight thing really that that is our, our our roadmap you know that's the next few years really in, in the making of ensuring that everything we do strategically is just adding to that and it's not just like an overnight thing of just releasing a ton of features and automatically there's buy pressure and it's done it's something we have to sort of um nurture and grow in a way as as the as the project grows and, and user numbers increase we can then we'll get to these certain sort of um phases of growth where we can start tapping into other things that will increase you know introduce more buy pressure as it, as it were um hmm. our longer term vision here is 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 um it, you know it, it's it's more than just a fitness app and it's more than the app that you see on your phone we want this to be a whole sort of i hate to use the phrase ecosystem i use too much but this is an ecosystem <laughs> it's an ecosystem play here where mm. um bfit being the sort of like the the currency that sort of connects the entire ecosystem we want other players coming into this system that um you know that that see the value uh, want to you know contribute towards the vision um but accept bfit as 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 a currency for products and services that they offer um an example of that would be you know talking to gyms or yoga studios mm. or pt trainers or anybody that offers you know a a service which is aligning with our vision of getting people more healthy um who who will come into our ecosystem would have to support um, you know, except beef it as, as payment, basically. Um, mm. But they—it's not like a hard sell. It's not a pushy sell. They, they would—they would—they would, they would believe the vision. They would buy into it, and they want to be part of it. And we're doing it together, really. Um, and then there's sort of like you know some some sort of—I don't want to use the word basics, but there's some things we're doing, like you know, burning up burn when people spend their tokens, we're going to burn them. Um, obviously, more users that come on board. Um, increases that we have a um a fixed a cap supply of of tokens that we just um release on a daily basis um we're doing some sort of quiet again it's too, it's too early but we're already having conversations with um with big sort of partners um there's areas like health insurance um is a huge huge one to sort of to to yeah. enter um uh, and only getting bigger as uh, more insurance companies are piling into big data and uh, yeah, just getting more info on people. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It was um had to sort of like two different conversations from two different parts of the world. Um, I mean, I'm I'm currently in the UK and it's not so much of an issue here because we don't have the whole private healthcare thing. But uh, over in the states and in Australia, two places that, that have that. Um, and there was um you know there was a place over in Australia where um the uh, and for, forgive me if I get this wrong, but um, in Australia, the insurance companies basically, if someone goes off sick um, and they're insured, 
like by their company or whoever if they're off sick then the insurance company has to pay them their salary whilst they're off sick mm. so the insurance mm. company is is basically motivated to get that person back to work as quick as possible um so you know ensuring that actually they don't take any time off work by introducing you know making sure that the staff have a um, a health you know a health uh, employee health program set up is their motivation mm. so so we've had com- early conversations with, with insurance companies to say you know well we, we can we can prove how healthy employees are and if you know if a company does have a lot of healthy staff then they should qualify for cheaper health insurance because they're le- less likely um, to take time off work and less likely for you have to pay out so the premium should be lower um so yeah there's all these I com- think, yeah i think there's a uh, sorry not to interrupt here but i think there's a lot of things that you can do there and it's only going to become a bigger and bigger industry. There's actually a good example running here in, uh, in Denmark where I'm sitting, um, where there's this woman, uh, it's, a, it's a national story now. Uh, this woman, she's an entrepreneur, so she needs to sign up for, um, in Denmark, the way it works, like you have, if you have a solo entrepreneur, like she was, or is, um, you uh, set up your company, you pay out a wage for yourself, and then you need to uh, provide a pension and uh, life insurance and all that stuff through your company she couldn't get that because her bmi you know the weight to height ratio right. uh, was very high um but some people are just bought uh, sorry born with uh, with naturally high bmi because they have uh, yeah i don't know what the what the actual definition is but mm. she was just denied um even though she was uh, you know doing triathlons doing all these different things in super shape and all that kind of stuff and I could just see someone like her using a fitness app or BFit. Um, if she could submit that data and it was verified, by the way, not just something that she could tamper with, mm. um, that insurance company should be way more accepting to give her the life insurance that she was applying for. Um, yeah, and and I think there's going to be more and more cases of that, um, uh, not just here in Denmark where I'm sitting, but globally, uh, where insurance companies need to up their game with more data. Hundred percent. Yeah, I can totally see that. And um, and yeah, it's 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 the whole data thing, isn't it? And uh, and with with wearables and activity trackers and these apps that we carry around with us all the time, we are constantly collecting this data. So it's becoming a lot easier to prove stuff. Like, and it's not every not it's not of everybody. Yeah, you know, some people just don't like that data sharing thing, and that's completely fine. But if you're if you're prepared to sort of share some of your health data to qualify for you know cheaper um, things like cheaper health insurance, then and brilliant it's worth it's worth doing so so yeah it's a huge yeah and that's that's actually something i want to dive a little bit deeper on because obviously there's a limit to what data you want to you want to share with people and all that but the difference between something like bfit that is uh, powered by blockchain etc is that you as the wallet holder or owner you get to choose how or which data you want to share when you want to share it um view access basically and that's just a whole different ball game uh, in many ways now i know of course you have integrations with uh, google fit and all these different platforms if you will uh, which are not running on blockchain but uh, let's use that opportunity i guess to talk about a little bit about the product uh, because you guys 
I build a, a very stellar product um, that uh, the app you can download is in beta, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yeah. Uh, but it's a really, really slick app, I think. Uh, but talk to us about how, how the product works. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, data is a big thing, you know, even from obviously Web2 days. Um, it's always been a, a thing for companies or people, really. Um, and from from sort of the get-go, really, we learned that people... Um, uh, privacy of the data or controlling their data or, or was a big thing. So already baked into the app now, we we have a setting. So when users onboard themselves, they go into settings, they can um, hide you know their data from any person, be completely anonymous inside the app. Um, and that means that you know, they're sort of any activities that they share, um, so things like they go for a run or a swim or whatever, that data would not be visible to anybody else um, publicly inside the app, um, so they're, they're, they are in control of that. Um, mm-hmm. We actually don't store much data at all on people. We don't store any location data um, unless unless they are um, nominating to share a, a map or a route of their run. Then mm-hmm. they have the option. If they do, then then obviously the map will be there and people can see. Um, but, but if they don't, then yeah, there's basically nothing really. Uh, the only data we get is things like calories distance um elevation um and a few things like that which is you know it's just it's just numbers you know it doesn't really mean anything to anyone Hmm. um and then users are able to sort of have a username can be completely anonymous and they can upload whatever picture they want um so yeah in in respect of of sort of being anonymous and and being in control of the data users are right now um so yeah, on on the, on the flip side, you can be completely social and you can share your, you know, you can be visible to everybody and you can follow everybody and they can follow you and it can be a bit like Twitter. So we have like a, a social feed on inside the app as well. Um, so you can, you know, you can you can switch that all on and, and be visible for anybody to see. And then, yeah, people can follow you, you can follow them back. So you can keep track on your buddies or anyone inside of the app um, with what activities they're doing. Yeah, like I say, it's like um, Twitter for fitness, really. Hmm. Um, nice. and then yeah the the way the, the data source really is from you know, we're not an activity tracker and we never will be like people i've seen projects come and go who've tried to do the tracking themselves and you know with the likes of strava or fitbit who spent you know bit millions hundreds of millions of pounds on developing their their software yeah. and hardware you know you n- no app is it going to come close to to um you know doing a good job as they can so we we will never be an activity tracker so the only way you can um, get data into bfit is by connecting one of these trackers um so there's things like apple health google fit um obviously the main two you know apple health basically syncs with nearly every single health app there is on this planet so by you know syncing with that that gives us access to all of that all of that data um, and that's support just whilst we're there I'll, I'll mention that it's not just about movement we also support um, sleep hydration mindfulness stairs climbed and active minutes which is a um, a google uh, uh, apple watch thing um, so yeah it's just it's not just about you know movement there are other things more lifestyle data that comes in um, so that's uh, you know people like the quantified self so I'm, I'm a little bit of that where I, I track I sleep, my water, um, I track obviously my activities. So I'm sort of producing a lot of data, which is syncing with the app if, if I wanted to. 
Um, so that's the data sources. They come from all of these different apps, wearables, um, phones, you know, whatever it may be, rings, and, and, and it's just forever growing. You know, the wearable market is just constantly expanding and there's more and more devices and apps coming on board, um, which is great, you know, because um, that's sort of like one of the problems that we solve as well is that, you know, um, if you are a Strava user, and you have a friend who's using Nike, and you have a friend who's using, um, I don't know, his Garmin watch, you're, you're fairly invisible to each other unless you all join the same platform or, or use the same device. Um, now, with BeFit, if you all join the BeFit with your devices, then you would see each other in the feeds or you can compete with each other in the leagues. Um, so we sort of the, the problem we solve there is the, the disconnected world of activity trackers um, which is something we, we that, that people don't really realise, but but yeah, uh, we're sort of creating all of these silos of of wearables and and trackers into one platform as well, um, and then everyone can compete, can you know see each other, uh, socialise with each other on this on this platform, and you know, wherever you are in the world, whatever time zone you're on, you know you can you can now see each other. Um, so yeah, beautiful, beautiful, and. Um... Just to walk through the entire um, user journey, I guess. So you uh, you download the app, you sign up or create an account, then you connect to Google Fit, Strava, whatever, um, and then you basically take that data and then follow it, I guess, because the connection is there. Uh, so you get uh, new data every time you go for a run or do some steps or whatever. And then you can start creating all these different groups, leagues between people. You can join leagues. You can create one yourself. Um, that's correctly understood, right? That's that's basically the, the user journey right now. Yes, pretty much. So at the moment, you the, at the moment there are just some preset leagues that we have created. So we've got about uh, ten leagues live inside of the beta app. Um, just one for a, a different sport types. So we have swimming, running, steps, cycling, um, golf. Um, you know, I, I can't think of them all off the top of my head, but there's there's ten different sort of sport types. Um, so yeah, you would you would go through that flow like you've just said: sign up, register, connect an activity tracker, start moving, start tracking, and that data starts coming in um, automatically. So every time you go and do something, the data just automatically sinks in. Um, then, uh, if you haven't joined the league, if you haven't joined the league, you, you can still be a user of the app. You know, you've got your activity feed. Um, and you see that coming in, you can still uh, follow people or be followed. Um, you can upload, you know, selfies to your activities and, and see that. Um, but when you're ready and you want to start competing and you want to start earning BFIT, that's when you join a league. Um, so fi- find your sport type, whether it's steps or running or swimming, whatever it may be, and you join one of those leagues. Um, now, the leagues reset regularly, sort of every one, two, three or four weeks. Um, they will reset, uh, you know, so so it just gives people a chance. You know, if, if a league lasts for too long, you know, when you start, you're never going to have a chance to get up to the top of the leaderboard. Um, right. So right now, the leagues reset regularly, and you will see basically inside of the leaderboard there will be uh, your points that you're earning, which is based on your activities tracked, uh, and then we have our, our own sort of calculation, which works out how much beef it your points are worth now as i mentioned earlier we have a capped amount of beef available every day which has to get distributed across all of the different leagues 
Um, so the amount per day fluctuates based on how many users or how many leagues there are and people leave and people join. So the, right. the, the, uh, the amount of beef it yeah, is just, it's constantly changing every day. Um, but you'll see there'll be an estimate of what's in the pot, if you like. So after one week, what's in the pot? And you will see next to your name in the leaderboard how much you're set to, to, to earn. Um, we do have um, – so we take a percentage of the pot, which is then um, the sort of like the, – not the lion's share, but a percentage of the pot is given to first, second, third, so 50% of that. So whatever's taken off the pot, 5% of it's taken away. Of that 5%, 50% goes to first, uh, 30% to second, and then 20% to third. And then everybody else will get something. You know, the remaining, whatever's left, goes equally you know, down the leaderboard. So you know, as long as you've um, been active uh, during that one-week cycle or two-week cycle, you will earn BFIT regardless of your, of your you know, position. Um, That's super cool, man. I mean, it's almost like a global effort to... Yeah get more touch more grass or get more in shape or yes. whatever we want to call it right yeah it's, yeah yeah it's really cool to see um or start to see when you guys uh, go uh, announce and, yeah. and go live to see uh, how people will start uh, competing with each other all the, all over the world basically. It's, it, it's been a real learning curve to be fair like this whole like, introducing bfit to it and we've had to sort of tweak how the leaderboards work and some of how the gameplay just changes um We've had to sort of in- incorporate bank grade security. So when you log into the app, we're using like biometrics and you can set a pin um, because obviously now like, you know, the data inside of the app is is, is worth more. So uh, we just want to make sure that all these things are done correctly. But leagues are the are the focal point. You know, that's the center of what we're doing. And what I've just described there is is basically our sort of our, our MVP. You know, we have a ton of features and other gameplay mechanics that will build around these leagues um to make them even better we 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 built it in now but it's not currently live but it's there in the background where we have this um i think it's fairly cool is this this uh another portion of the daily pot is is reserved um and we'll programmatically at random pick leagues that will go into like triple earning day or something um so we'll alert people the day before say the league you're in tomorrow you'll earn triple or quadruple the amount so get ready get out there tomorrow and get active because tomorrow it's, it's on um and then we just run that at random so most leagues will have that during the cycle uh, a way just to create a bit of buzz and get you know more people um basically outside moving um That's and super- and just one That's more thing. Cool, so I just want Sorry. to mention just one more thing, yeah, because it's another killer feature. Is a uh, and this one's come up a few times is the ability for other users to create these leagues. Um, like I said, mm-hmm. so far we are creating the leagues, but we want users to come in and create their own compete and leagues. But this time with a twist, so they'll be able to um, fund the league with whatever they want. So. Um, this is something we're sort of exploring at the moment. Mm. So instead of just saying, you know, we, we want to sort of top in a hundred beef, it may be other, other coins. So we might be able to support other coins where people can say, look, um, I'm going to create a league. It's going to be a running league. It can last for one week and I'm putting in a hundred USD of whatever token. I invite all my buddies. So you have to match my hundred USD uh, mm. to join this league. But, you know, winner takes all type 
approach. Um, And I think, yeah, those type of things will, will, will spark a bit of interest in the, uh, in the competitive runners out there for sure. Definitely. So by default, you have these leagues that you, you define and then you reward people in, in BFIT. And then that BFIT can be used just to uh, bring it home in terms of the both product utility and the token utility. So those BFITs uh, tokens can be used to redeem in uh, for gym memberships. I believe you mentioned about uh, gyms. Um, yep. Or real shops uh, selling, I don't know, running shoes or something that is related, of course, to uh, getting out and getting more exercise. Um, perhaps just talk to us about the real world use case of uh, BFIT. I think a lot of people are, I can see a lot of people are showing interest in that. Yeah, for sure. So I've, I've talked about leagues a lot, but yeah, you the rewards are equally as important, you know, because that's the, the reward is is what you get for putting in the hard work. So rewards are really, really important. And we've already had early conversations with um, some some massive brands. We've we've been speaking to Under Armour over here in the UK, um, mm-hmm. and and some other and a handful of other, other brands. But um, they love the concept. They like the idea, um, and they're very very interested in in sort of coming in and and um, so the the sort of the, the pitch to those brands or the pitch to those sort of companies is um, being able to tap into their target audience you know so people people who are health conscious or trying to sort of get fit and healthy um who have earned uh, the reward are more likely to be a loyal customer and stay loyal to to that brand um so this platform is, is not about selling data at all but it's giving brands the opportunity to reward their you know their their loyal uh, customers in a cool way um, then we can talk about how they could sponsor a league um, or really sort of get involved. Um, but they would be willing to um, offer real product or services to BFIT, um, that, uh, meaning that the BFIT that you earn could be spent on these on these real products, basically inside of the app, which are um, some some are given, some are donated, some some are bought at a heavy discount, but they are sort of like decent products or services not not you know like the voucher codes or the discount codes um so that's sort of like a really um important area um and yeah something that sort of makes us fairly unique as well um and like i said i'm having some early conversations with with some big brands um it's it's too early right now as in you know our our user base is small but growing um so they really really want to stay in touch and to know when we're of a, of a, of a decent size, then they, they're very, very interested to have these, um, you know, these more formal conversations really. But the idea is, you know, when you go into the reward store, part of the app, it will just be full of some very well-known brands, some, some really nice products um, that will be heavily, heavily discounted compared to the high street. So um, our, our target is to sort of have products in there, which are 50%, you know, off the high street, um uh, for people to to buy um is is the idea hmm. nice beautiful it's um i can definitely see how the user journey is uh, almost addictive <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know people get uh, get super hyped on uh, exercising and uh, redeeming the tokens and then using those tokens to buy products or memberships or whatever and then 
it goes in circles, right? You you do more exercise with that, and <laughs> yeah. on it goes. So a very positive spiral right there. It's good yeah. for you. The um the and, and not just going take it back to the technology. Really, what we're able to do with data is a, a powerful thing. When, when you're talking to brands, is um yeah, a, a brand they might have their normal marketing channels. You know, they, they've you've got uh, an e-commerce store, or they're on social, they're on search, they've got their PPC, whatever they're doing. Um, when you say to them, well, how about, you know, um, your, your reward, if you're a running brand, you know, your running trainer, whatever it may be, that, that reward, um, we know that um, you should be sort of buying new running trainers every 500 miles or 600 miles or 700 miles or whatever it may be. Because we have that data available, why not be telling people when they get to sort of, you know, mile 799 that, hey, gentle reminder you need to be buying some new trainers and here's some cool trainers you know served up from asics at a incredible discount and just let that person see that message just when they finished a run so they're in the moment you know sweating they've just you know ran and that's to me is the is the best time um mm. to serve up that um i hate the word use ad but it, it you know it's it, to, to serve up you know, a message which is advertising a brand, but a, but a sweet deal. Um, and all that users got to do is, is go, yes, and click, clicks a button. Um, yeah. So yeah, when you talk to brands about that sort of power, um, then then they're very, very switched on and wanting to, to hear more. Definitely. Speaking of technology, uh, you guys are building on the Kojira network and um, people following this account and, Probably most people uh, listening to this space already, they know that we are pretty big fans of uh, Kojira. We had uh, Dove on a few times, and uh, those guys are just smashing it, if you ask us. They are really, really doing well. Um, and uh, all the right things are aligning for them. The stars are aligning. So uh, talk to us about uh, building with and on Kojira, um, and uh, how do you guys come up with that decision? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are smashing it, and that's sort of like one of the attractions, really. That um, uh, we 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 know the guys. I've known the guys for a long, long time, um, and was aware of what they were doing, what they were building. I know them from from the back in the Terra days, you know, um, and you know what they've done. And, and, and I know Dove hates that. Don't want to use the words coming back from the ashes, but you know what they've done is 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 amazing, you know, and um, and the the speed of what they ship their their sort of their attitude the way they deliver um and and the quality of of what they're delivering from a technical point of view and also from a you know design ui point of view is 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 up there and mm-hmm. we we want to sort of match that we want to support that and offer our product needs to be technically as good and our ui and our design needs to be as good as well so we want to hang around with those type of guys, really. Um, so that, that was just a massive attraction, which, which, which drew us there. Um, I know that we are a little bit different to most projects in the space. You know, we're not a, you know, a DeFi tool or something like that. But, you know, there is there is some sort of, you know, financial gain involved in what we're doing. Um, but we're here to try and get, you know, we're here to create the, uh, the fittest and healthiest blockchain out there. Um, so, yeah, that's why we, we picked the Kajira guys. Because... They're just a cool bunch of guys, really, and we love the community. The community is insane. It's like they're so um, strong, um, and it's just good vibes all around, really. So we're we're happy to be part of that, and we felt that already, you know. Um, so it's, it's all good. 
people are super stoked when uh, whenever there's anything related to NFTs or metaverse even or something beyond just regular DeFi like taxes and borrowing lending markets and all that. Like whenever you see a product or a project building on Kojira that goes beyond that, people get super excited. So I think uh, it's a wise choice. Uh, Kojira is only going to grow from here. Uh, it's only a matter of time before more NFT projects, more like non-conventional DeFi projects gets built on Kojira. And being the first obviously comes with an advantage. There's also some downsides to being first, of course, but huge advantages to being first mover here. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's great to see uh, also as a Kojira fan myself. Um, so yeah, talk to us uh, a bit about what's uh, what's being built. You guys, uh, like, where are you now? And then what can users sort of expect, I guess, in the, in the short term? Yeah, so, I mean, we're still in beta. We, we haven't been in beta for a long time, um, but we've just got, we obviously you start off and there's like a ton of bugs, you know, there's everything and everything's coming at you. Um, and I think we've managed to sort of get most of them down. The app's reasonably stable. There are a handful of um, sort of bugs still around. Um, we're aware of them. We know what they are. We're just slowly going through and, you know, fixing them. Um, the actual BFIT um, distribution calculations that we originally built, we've had to basically rebuild and, and redo everything based on the based on how the testing went you know we just spotted that th some things weren't working some things weren't so we had to sort of go back to the drawing board a bit and that sort of took some time um so so now we sort of we've come out of that phase we're now sort of um we've just got a, f a few more tweaks there um but we're not a million miles away from coming out of beta um and then going on to mainnet really uh, and then not too far after that we'll be thinking about doing our tge as well um, Beautiful, but yeah, we do. Is have, there any date? Have you set a date already? You know, no, you have to ask. But uh, yeah, I, I I haven't, and um, I, I've I've made the mistake of of setting dates in the past, and you know, we've we've overrun. <laughs> so so I'd rather not. But we're not far off, you know. Um, April is going to be a busy month, I think, for for a lot. I know Kajira busy in April, and we'll probably be busy yeah. too. So um, so yeah, um, personally, I'd like to have you know be out of beta before we leave april um yeah. would, would be nice but um but, you know i shouldn't have just said that but but there we go that's uh that's okay there's no like particular date uh just wanted to ask if uh, anything that we should set in the calendar to uh, to go and check out but yeah as you say uh, there's so much stuff happening in april uh within just within kujira the solar wallet ghost is coming out probably like this too many things already, so yeah. <laughs> it'll be hard to uh, to to fit uh, more big announcements in there. I think <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. So we don't want to get drowned out uh, in, what, in what's going on. So 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 yeah, we're just happily in the background, just chugging along. We, we you know we're building every day. We're trying to ship as regularly as we can. Um, but yeah, our intention is just to get out of beta, not as quick as possible. We want to come out of beta knowing that. You know we're stable, um, and every every single bug that was reported has been addressed um, and fixed. So so yeah, not not in a rush to do that, but just keen, just keen to get out. You know. Yeah, and just uh, curious, I start to blend in the uh, questions from the community. Also, uh, I have uh, done already a few, but uh, I will start adding more. Um, one of them is about the competitors and how you guys see yourself, because so you have all these different things that you are building. Uh, 
By the way, guys, I should have mentioned this in the beginning, but we did a thread here at the Cosmos Club uh, going through all the different things that you guys are building, and uh, some of them will be launched uh, initially. But um, I'm just curious to uh, to hear what, uh, how do you see where you guys fit into the whole competitive space of uh, fitness apps and uh, perhaps even uh, like move to earn uh, projects that we see in other ecosystems like uh, I guess Steppen is, uh, yeah. is an example uh, that made it in a big way, at least in the last cycle. Um, so, so where do you guys see yourself in the, in the whole ecosystem? Yeah, it's uh, a good question. Again, um, I, I see ourselves slightly different because I, I don't think uh, I don't think of ourselves as a as a move to earn app or a um, you know as as the as the token part as the core of what we do. The core of what we do is trying to get people more healthy. And, and fit and get them more active more often uh the token element is just a is is a very powerful way of of motivating incentivizing rewarding people for doing that um yeah. so i would say we are a fitness app first you know a health health and well-being app first um and and, and our token is is just the number one and most powerful way of of sort of of helping us achieve our mission really um there are you know if, if you if it's sort of like you know have the apps side by side and, and look at the features we 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 don't have any barrier to entry you don't you don't have to go and buy some nft sneakers to join um it's free to play and it always will be because because fitness is free your health should be free to do mm-hmm. um and and i think you know going back to the compete to earn side of things is that yeah to to earn from us you have to be competing you have to be doing something you have to really work hard you know you have to sweat um for your for your tokens with us so i don't think there's like a huge drastic difference but there's just subtly we just we're just doing something a little bit different but like i say overall our our drive is uh to get people healthy um not rich um but you know what they say is that um health is your ultimate wealth so that's what we're here to try and do and if we can get people you know a bit more wealthier on the way then that's that's brilliant but health is is our priority with our users it's really interesting uh, to think about that you guys are building this uh, health community, uh, both people who are healthy, but also people who want to get more healthy, uh, perhaps mm. is even more interesting because I can just imagine the conversations you have with brands and potential advertisers or people offering products uh, in return for BFIT tokens. I mean, that just makes so much sense, right? If if someone is coming up and say, hey, I earned all these different BFIT tokens, chances are that that person has uh, or is going to have a very long life uh, where, they, where they're going to be fit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. this person is, uh, is, is working hard for, for these BFIT tokens. So giving a couple of sneakers or whatever it is for free or uh, redeemed with the BFIT token, that can potentially create a lifelong customer in their shop, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not they use BFIT or not. Uh, in the in the future, right? And then they use BFIT once, and the next time they come, they they buy with uh, pounds or dollars or whatever they spend. So I I can just see how it's a very very clean pitch to to all these different stores, brands, advertisers, etc. Um, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, no, hundred percent. Yeah, that, I I see the same vision. So yeah, um, to- totally correct. Yeah. So imagine uh, let's let's allow ourselves to imagine a bit and mm. uh, say you guys execute perfectly in all the different things that you are aiming to do and uh, and, and working hard on to build um, and then you know 
allow ourselves to dream a bit here. Um, let's look like a little further ahead, um, assuming that the market is uh, is booming and uh, Kujira is. Uh, Everybody loves Kujira as much as we do here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, everything falls into place. How do you see uh, BFIT uh, look like even and be used on a perhaps daily basis uh, all around the world? Yeah, so I, I totally believe that um, BFIT will be, you know, the number one health and fitness platform um, there is. And I've used this in some of our pitch decks before that when you think of sort of music, Spotify comes to mind. You think of pictures, it's Instagram, you think of video, it's YouTube. Um, I honestly believe that you think of fitness and BFIT will come to mind. Um, mm. So that's sort of the vision. And and at the moment, we, we, it's a very tactical place. So we're starting off with sort of one market, um, which is like our B2C market. You know, we just want individuals to, to, to download the app and we want to help them on their fitness journey. We want to motivate them and incentivize them to get more active. Then we want to step into other other sort of, if you can call them verticals, like employee well-being is massive. You know, you want to step into B two B. It's the same app, but obviously it's it's pitched it's pitched differently. So it's to HR managers to to then use the app. Then it's schools. You know, um, getting getting um, into universities and schools. I read a horrible stat the other day, like one in three kids leave school obese already. Um, so getting into education early, trying to do more around that is, is definitely up there as well. Um, clubs, you know, running clubs, sports clubs, anything like that at all. Any, any club or org that, that has communities around them um, can use this as well. Um, so, yeah, we just see it just going wide, you know. There's so many different um, industries or sectors or verticals that where this would would be such a powerful play because it's people's health. You know, at, at the centre of it, it's just human beings' health. So all we're trying to do is to, is to improve that in in but using you know technology and crypto in in a in a very cool way, I believe. Um, so yeah, that's the vision. Right on, right on. It's very exciting, man. It's uh, I look forward. I, I obviously tried the better app and uh, very smooth experience. I can definitely see myself using this. I uh, try to get healthier, try to get more fit, as everybody else. I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. around the world. Um, so yeah, I can definitely see myself using this and uh, benefit from from this um, with my with my colleagues, with my even with my spouse. She's also uh, trying to after having a we our son is uh, three years old, and uh, I don't know if you have kids, but uh, I mean after going through pregnancy and all that stuff, uh, you sort of need to build up your body again as mm. a woman. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll definitely try to get her on and uh, and have a little competition between us um which is is all it takes right it just takes two people and then uh, off you go to uh, compete basically that's it and it could be your family could be your work colleagues could be your entire business could be blockchain versus blockchain it could be anything really just that again it's just tapping into that competitive nature of, of people um and i just think now is the time you know covid just put a spotlight on our health mm. you know we it, it's nothing like a global pandemic to sort of make you realize <laughs> that your health is important you know and it's like well of course but you know that that's what it takes and i think there was a massive influx of fitness apps and people just became more aware it was almost like information overload you know, it just shoved down our neck that you know look after your health you know and, and now on the on the flip side of that people are very uh, more conscious about they need to do something um mm. and like i say it's not just it's not people i think sometimes when people think about getting fit they think about that marathon but it's not it's just literally 
take a 10 minute walk every day. That That's it. If you can just maintain that. that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It gets better. And then, you know, um, after that, you will start being mindful of, of, of what you put into your body of, you know, you'll be working, you'll be walking more, you know, you'll be thinking differently about what goes into your body. So then things just naturally improve. You'll be sleeping better because you're worn out. Your sleep improves, mental health improves, and it just a knock-on effect is just, yeah, it, like you say, it compounds really. Um, but it just starts with something very, very simple and basic. And and that's all we're just trying to do is, is tap into that um, and using the competitive nature in people in our, in our leagues is, is a cool way. It's a very uh, noble mission, really, that you guys have. And if you succeed just in a small way, you can... Uh... You can move mountains, I think, for a lot of people. So, um, so well done. We look forward to uh, follow you for sure here at the club. Is there anything that we left out? Is there anything you want to leave the community with today? No, I, I hope that yeah, I hope that what I said makes sense comes across okay, and that you see, you know, what we're trying to do here. I mean, the the best thing I, I can say is yeah, just try out the apps. You know, see what you think for yourself because they, they're not they're not hidden away. They're there. They're live in the app stores in beta. So just yeah, if you if you want, try it out. Very very open to feedback, good or bad. We have a Telegram channel um, where you know we have a fairly active community already, um, where we like to hear what's going on. Um, so yeah, that's 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 really it. Definitely, and I can vouch for that. I tried myself, of course, uh, the uh, the app that you have, and very easy to find, very easy to sign up, very like everything was just a smooth experience, really. So, uh, if that's a set testi- testimony to uh, how you guys are going to execute <laughs> your entire project here, then uh, you guys are going to be well on your way. Cool, <laughs> man. Can... Yeah, thank you so much. Good, good to hear. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, all, all good. But uh, yeah, I think uh, this is uh, more or less it what we had uh, for today. But uh, thank you so much for being so generous with your time. We definitely look forward to uh, follow you here at the club and uh, very anxious to uh, to try the live app and see when you guys go live. So uh, we make sure to amplify that when you guys get there. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank, thanks for that. It's been awesome to talk about it. Thanks to all the listeners listening in. Um, and uh, yeah, speak soon speak soon take care man thank you for coming on thank you cheers bye bye this episode is sponsored by blockbases your platform to navigate web3 safely remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new dap or smart contract not exactly sure if this is safe or not well blockbases will answer that question for you before making any detrimental mistakes risking all your assets in your wallet With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score. And if you find yourself wondering, hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past. Well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on blockbases.com. That is blockbases.com.